Welcome to the Chairsoft Show, your weekly airsoft podcast interviewing retailers, manufacturers, sites and personalities within the airsoft community. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, contact me at facebook.com forward slash the Chairsoft Show, Instagram at the Chairsoft Show or by email on andy at the Chairsoft Show.co.uk. Thank you very much for tuning in to episode number 61. Joining me this week, please welcome Rob from the 25th Mountaineers. Hey Rob. Hi, how are you? I'm not bad, yourself? Yeah, I'm quite good. So yeah. ready for ready to do this. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> let's not mess around. Let's go straight into it. So I've got you on. Um, I've been following you guys for well, pretty much since I started. Now uh, yeah. got introduced to you guys through Lisa, um, and been following what you guys are doing. So we'll come on to one thing that really caught my attention over the last year in a bit. But first off, let's go. Let's start off with the team and where it came from and what's going on, where, where the origins are. Well, um, we started a team, I think, three years ago, but all of the most of us are playing for like uh, over 10 years. So the, yeah. fo- the founders of the team, if I can say that, um, we just call it a team. We don't have like leaders and founders, but the original people that were in the team are playing for over 10 years. So they have been around a lot in the airsoft scene in Belgium. Yeah, um, and we started going to like the mill sims in 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 Sweden and stuff like that, and we said like maybe we can just start a group and especially for that, especially to go to the bigger mill sims and and set something up for that, and so we created a team. It was uh, DNA was the first team that we created that was just for Birgit. Um, that was three teams. That was uh, Dart, Enigma, and Aircav. Those are our basic, our normal teams that we play in. And yeah. the 25th Mountaineers is um, a collection of the active players that want to go to Milsims in those teams. All right. And that grew over the years. And now uh, we had like 12 players, 12, 13 players. And now yeah. we have uh, 30 players. Um, and we are now a non-profit organization that want to do something for the Airsom community and the Milsom community in Belgium and internationally. Cool. So, yeah, it's really grown really quickly then. If you, if you sort of start off as these three teams and then within three years you're now doing all this and there's 30 of you. So you're very much a Milsom team, not... We, we do both the things. We like yeah. the Milsom and we want to keep the Milsom as a... I don't know, the red thread between all our things that we do. Um, if we give information sessions, if we give uh, help people, it's always with, with our mind to, we can do this in Milsim, we can do this abroad, we can do this internationally in Sweden, in Poland, or in Turkey. So the, we play uh, day events in Belgium, but we also yeah. like the Milsim events. Oh, cool, yeah, it's... Um because I was going to say, you, you mentioned there about doing things you can use in the Milsim. One thing I've seen come up a few times is you seem to have these training days where you go out and do quite a lot of training. Um, yeah, we have like you... small... Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Uh, we have like small training days. We have a training facility that is set up not just for us, but also for other teams that can yeah. they can rent it to uh, practice their skills and... and we can't say like train because uh, in Belgium they got uh, offended by training for for like military purposes and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, they can um, up their skill and practice their own things that they want to do as their team. There are no there are no trainers that we provide or something. They're just the teams and they can rent our space. There is a classroom. There are some buildings, doors, um, a lot of stuff that they can use. And yeah. that's um, that are the train the trainings that we do, and the basic principles that we use are like um, flanking maneuvers, and we practice that a little bit with the new guys, but most of the practice is done in the field and having fun playing it. Yeah, because I was, was going to say you get a lot of people who go on about training and what they're going to do for training, but then you find the people that I find don't do it right if that makes sense you, mm-hmm. you get the people that will just go out and go oh yeah we're going training and then they'll just end up running around shooting targets for a day and not really practicing the drills and such and like 
thinking about the ways you do things. Um, I've I've been quite fortunate over the years over here that I've met people that have served in the military and law enforcement who can pass on certain bits of those skills, mm-hmm. and it really has helped with thinking about things in CQB, especially. Yeah, especially uh, because CQB. that's sort of my forte. Uh, thinking about how you're going into that room, how you're going to clear it out, and the teamwork side of it as well. At the end of the day, how many how many times have you been to a CQB game and seen that one person that just thinks they can take on the world, runs into a room, gets shot seventy two yeah. times? Yeah, sometimes I'm that guy. But <laughs> oh yeah, I I can be sometimes. It just depends. It's I think it's a two thing as well. You get the people that want to push up really quickly and just run into a room. But then, by the same token, you become that guy when you just see the gameplay getting stale and people not mm-hmm. wanting to move up. Yeah. If that makes sense. The people yeah. that are almost sh- scared to get shot when they paid to go and get shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I'd, I'd always say, like, my personal experience and one thing I've learned as well is that you've always got to make sure you've got a guy behind you when yes. you're going into a room. Um, don't do it alone. Like, yeah. And especially in CQB, uh, you have to cover your back all the time because people can get around you very very fast and yeah. that's something that uh, you got like the military training stuff but you have to keep in mind that it's not military it's airsoft and people yeah. respawn very very fast so they get in your back very fast and if you don't cover your six they gonna take out your complete team that is ready to go in a room just one yeah. guy will take out like six guys because nobody is checking the back yeah, actually, this reminds me, there's a video I'll send you after that came up from one of the sites in the UK at the weekend where a guy literally just walked along. And they use, um, this site used shoulder taps as knife kills, and mm-hmm. he literally just went around and knife killed an entire team. Just walked up to them, tapped them all on the shoulder, said knife kill, and they were all out. And uh, Yeah, it, it just proves the point that you just made, really. Yeah. That you've got to check your back. And you have to take so, in account that it's Aerosoft. Some yeah, techniques exactly. you can use in like the military te- techniques and the CQB yeah. techniques that the real officers use, but you have to. It's airsoft. Yeah, don't take it too seriously. By all means, there's things you can use, but don't take it too seriously. Like we trained with uh, some military and police or train. They they give us some tips and hints, and um, like they enter a room and they stay one meter from each um, wall. Because yeah. of the shrapnel, in airsoft, you don't have to do that. You can stay on the wall and and keep your cover a little bit better. If you if it's better to stay next to that wall, stay next to that wall. You don't get hit by shrapnel in in uh, in airsoft. Yeah, well, unless you get someone that decides they want to make their own door and run through a wall. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I've yet to see that actually, <laughs> but it's one of those things I can see it happening one day. Someone decides to make their own way through the site and yeah. puts a shoulder through a wall or something and oh, I want to make sure I'm not on site that day because someone's not going to be happy. Yeah, I can believe that. But yeah, so so what's the state of Airsoft in Belgium at the moment? Is What's the community like? We've had Snake on here before, Snake the Sniper. Yeah. He's, um, I know like the guy. Yeah, he's a bit of a nutter, isn't he? But he's a bit mad. Yeah, I think but, uh, he, he played he started playing a little bit after we started playing, so he's yeah. he's going around for a long time. Yeah, he's um he's a really nice guy, and um, I've I've got to get over to Belgium sometime and go see him actually because he, he refuses to come to the UK. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I don't have a word with him. He lives by um, the sea. Those guys are weird. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, is this how it works in Belgium? If they live by the sea, they're weird. Yeah, I live close uh, to the sea, so I'm a little bit weird. <laughs> right, now that explains Belgium. <laughs> yeah, um, sea weird. Yeah. So, so what's the uh, community like at the moment? How is the community getting on? Well, in Belgium, you got like um, the Flemish part and the French yeah. part, and that's changed. Uh, there's a big difference between those two areas. Um, one the environmentally environmental permits that you need in the Flemish part are different than in the French part. So in the uh, Flemish part, there are more CQB buildings, um, more close, smaller areas, and in the in the French part, there is a lot of open areas and more woodland areas. But right. and the Flemish people go play in 
the French part, but almost no French players or Welsh, whatever <laughs> the French-speaking Belgians. They go. They don't go to the the Flemish area, and there is a lot of um, difference in mentality. Uh, in the French part, it's more like having fun. It's like airsoft in Belgium ten years ago. People having fun, um, not doing it for the money, but just having fun, uh, coming together with friends, play like five euros for a day event. In the Flemish part, that's a whole different story. You play, uh, you pay like 20, 25 euros for a day event. Um, there is a big organization behind the events, and that costs money. And yeah, exactly. Some of that has happened when the Netherlands had their permit to play airsoft there that exploded and a lot of the air dutch airsofters come to belgium to play and there is a whole mentality difference between the belgium scene and the the netherlands the dutch yeah i was gonna say it's one thing i've noticed that certainly since i've been dealing with guys in the netherlands a lot more with skirm shop uh, mm-hmm. that I, i've heard so much about the guys coming down to Belgium to play and I was like do they not have airsoft yeah they do <laughs> Yeah, but for some reason the Belgium airsoft scene is like more having fun not wanting to be the, the cool guy just having fun um, doing teamwork um, in the Netherlands it's 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 different I'm not, I'm not saying it's, it's less good or, or it's bad but it's different the scene is yeah. uh three or four years now that they can play there when i started you got the hardcore dutch guys that were coming from above in in the netherlands and they had to go to surgard to get their weapons stored in belgium and then they go to belgium fields those guys were like on the the road for four to five hours when they finally arrived at the field that those guys were awesome and and now it's different People can have their own uh, airsoft weapons at their home uh, in a safe, but they don't have to drive all the way down to Belgium anymore. And that's, yeah. I don't know what happened with, with those guys, but a lot of them stopped playing. I met one at uh, IWA um, in in, uh, in Germany, and he said, oh, yeah. I have to come to Belgium again. Please organize an event again, and, and I'm going to come, because <laughs> those are the old school Dutch guys. You can't find them anymore because they all quit or uh, doing something else. All right, okay, that's uh, interesting. But what's what's the community like? Is there a rivalry between the French and the Flemish sides, or do the community side of it work together and you're all sort of the, working towards the same thing? There is almost no rivalry in in the airsoft between players. Um, yeah organizers it's a little better now we had a time that everybody there are not that many fields in belgium so everybody wanted to play on that particular field because it's a nice field and those fields are just um overrun by all the events that they did and the plans died because all the players that they put on the fields um so uh, organizers just like not fighting for fields but they had trouble getting all their players on the fields and and yeah. there was some backstabbing in the days but now these days it's better i cannot say it's, it's all gone but it's it's better but airsofters in belgium are friendly um we just want to have fun and and, and play our games yeah which is what airsoft should be about anyway yes yeah <laughs> right you mentioned about uh doing things for money in there which sort of, I think sort of brings us on to partners and sponsors and such like so you, you wanted to talk about your sponsors um, I want to talk about my partners <laughs> yeah well yeah, partners, sponsors, I use both words there because yeah. this was a debate we had uh, we started talking about before we come on briefly this yeah. is something we were discussing with you, there's a lot of the misconception of the sponsorship I find mm-hmm. uh, I'm not sure how you feel but um, it'll be people go, oh, I'm sponsored by such and such. Well, well, you're not really because you're just getting a discount code to help other people, getting the odd packet of BBs or whatever, yeah. and then well, going out and advertising them in in return for maybe like some companies will offer sort of 
a slight financial benefit like out of if you if you use a company and they give you a discount link they might give you a percentage of what they make mm-hmm. but that'll be about it um let's talk about yours well um as for now we have uh with the team two partners that we work with uh yep. that's ICS and uh Shadow Gear Tactical um yep. ICS is um a little bit through me because I'm uh, an ICS captain. It's my second year that I am an ICS captain. Right, okay. What is an ICS captain? It's just um, a name that ICS gives to the people that they work with or sponsor or partner yeah. with. Um, but we don't get like every gun for free. We, um, we give them information about how Airsoft is evolving in, in our country. Like I'm the Belgian ICS captain. There's one in the Netherlands. Yeah. Um, there's another Belgium uh, captain too um, but we like I personally want if you are partnering with, with the company a bigger company you have to do something in return for that company and people ask me oh do you get all your guns for free no I don't I received one pistol and I made the best of that pistol I went to um, airsoft stores showing oh that's the new ICS pistol um, that's how it's worked this, this is how it's working, this is um, how it's built, uh, do you have any remarks on it? And if you want, you can order it by their store and, and how I don't know how they do it, but we show them products and, and they can test it out. I give my gun to, to players in the field and I say, use my pistol, see how it's working for you. And if it, their products are fine or good, they can, they can buy them. You don't have to say to the people, buy, buy ICS. No, I just give yeah. them... Uh, a rifle that I know it's good quality so they they say oh yeah it's it's good it's nice I like it so they go to the store and they buy it um, another thing that that I like to do for ICS is they have the new valves the Revo valves yeah. um, you saw them on IWA um, yeah, yeah. they um, they give you a little bit more uh, you can play around with your valve. You can put O-rings in it. You can do stuff with it to change how your pistol is reacting in in different weather. Um, and so I'm testing this out. Uh, last Sunday I was four hours testing this valve, and yeah. I sent the data to to the people of ICS and saying, "Oh, these are my results that I got from this valve." And I have to do two more tests in a cold environment and in a yeah. hot environment. So that takes a lot of time to invest in in the brand but that's how it's supposed to be you get things from them you get you can help them by getting better and you don't have to do it for like give me free guns it's nice to get a free pistol and stuff like that but that's not the main reason why you do it and that's the same thing that's the same thing that we do with uh, shadow gear tactical that's a canadian um company that makes gear and and clothing they send the stuff we test it out we give the our remarks they change it or they don't depending on why we give them the remarks and why they do stuff with their clothes um and if they change it they are happy that we can help them and we are happy because they get better gear so next time that we get a pants or stuff like that it's better yeah and we have discount with the team for that brand and that's fun but that's not again. That's not the main reason why you do it. You want to invest in in uh, gear and and clothing that you know is good and is getting better and listens to your remarks. And, yeah. and that's why I like this Shadow Gear Tactical brand. They listen to what you say and they change the things that uh, players tell them. Yeah, um, it's, it's something that. Um... You mentioned about like getting free a free pistol there, which is nice to get. It's nice to get that sort of token from people at some point. But um, the one thing that I find about that, I, I get really funny about people trying to send me stuff for free mm-hmm. because I'm like, well, what if I go out, I try it, and I want to do a review on it, and it's crap. You know, what if you get out on the field and it's shit, it falls apart, or like the mags don't fill up they start leaking after one game or something like that and it's it's awkward then because 
they've given you something they're really proud of to try out mm-hmm. for nothing, and then I, I don't know how I'd deal with that situation at the end of the day. I'm not sure about you, but well, if, if something... you've got to be honest with the company. Yeah, in, in, in my opinion, you just tell the company that their product is sh- is, is like <laughs> yeah. real shit, <laughs> and and you, those are the problems that I had, and or th- those are the problems that I got during that event and maybe that's how you can fix it like the um, they had some problems with the pistol they fixed yeah. it they um, and that's how it's supposed to be um, I'm not going to make a review about the pistol oh it's bad and, and um, this is bad and this is bad um, no I'm going to tell the company this is what's wrong can you fix yeah. it if they can fix it and they, they bring out the new model and they call it like I don't know 2.0 or, or 1.2 yeah. um, that's good because they are improving their pistols and that's in, in everything that you have the next model is always better than the previous one so if you there are things that are fine with and, and good with every product and you don't have to you don't lie to the players and say oh this is a very good pistol and in, in fact it's like crap yeah, this is this is the thing I've seen. There's been a few people I've watched over the years who have promoted some really, really bad kit just because they got it for free. And they'll go and be like, oh, this is awesome, this is amazing, and then people get it and they're like, I've just spent, say it was a pistol, for example, they're yeah. like, I've just spent, say, 100, 150 pounds on this, or, like, say, 150 euros or whatever, and you're going... It doesn't perform. It it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. What? Why have I spent this much money? That such and such said it was amazing. I've gone out, and then I think I think you'd have to sort of look at your own integrity there. And like, if if you found something that's bad, and you did a review on it, and said it was bad, send it to the company. Give them the opportunity to yeah. fix it. If they do fix it and send it back, cool. You can get another go and have another look. And yeah, exactly. Say, yeah, but. Like if they don't, just release it. <laughs> At yeah. the end of the day, you, I'd rather be honest about a product and keep my own integrity than saying, yeah, "Buy so, this; it's amazing," and it's it not. falls apart within half an hour because it's made of cheese and toenails. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or something like that. It's it's very difficult, especially if people get stuff for free, and they have to keep their integrity. And and yeah. like I'm an ICS captain. And I know some things could be better, um, so I tell the people like this: yeah. this could be better. So I sent this to the company, and hopefully they they will fix it. And if they fix it, I will let you know. Um, that's how it should be. And and I know people are are looking to me like, oh, you're an ICS captain, so you're gonna say this because it's ICS. No, I'm gonna give you my pistol and use it. And if you're happy with it, yeah. you can think and. Of buying the pistol. Yeah, it's still going to take a lot for me to put down my Tokyo Marui so and pick up an ICS. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have a Tokyo Marui too, so I t- yeah. I switched over to the to the pistol because I want to test it yeah. like to the fullest. And now I'm playing with it. I'm sliding over the ground with it. I'm I'm. It's muddy. It's and it's performing f- very well in this price range. I know Tokyo Marui is like. It's good. Nobody, yeah. nobody can deny that uh, Tokimori pistols are good, um, but the ICS pistols are. I like them, and they have yeah, a, they, yeah. they have a few ones coming up in uh, I think March and uh, April. Yeah. Yeah, they released some new models, and they're quite new at the pistol market. They had like the Alpha, but I'm not a fan. Hope they don't listen to the show now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but they know I at uh, IWA I told them that I don't like that pistol and I told them why and they and I told them the XFG is like an improvement of that one so I'm happy that you did that alright okay that's good it's good to see that a company uh, is listening to you then as one of its captains do you think maybe it's something I've brought up before but do you think maybe more brands should be looking for this sort of thing I think it's um it's a good way to have like um, a voice over the world and and people testing things out all over the world. 
because if you are have a, if you have a company in Taiwan, the, the weather dist the the weather is different in every country. The play style is different. Um, for example, if you want to use a pistol in speedsoft or like the the fast shooting things, yeah. you have to take care of that, and you don't put a metal slide on that because it get will get problems and and stuff like that. And, and that's good if you have people all over the world, all different brands of airsoft. You got the IPSC shooters, you got the speed softers, you got the, if I can call them speed softers, uh, you got the Milsim guys, you got the normal day event guys. It's difficult as a company in Taiwan to get all the knowledge if you're in Taiwan alone. So I like yeah, the idea exactly. of the ICS captains. I mean, I mean, look at the UK, you can walk across an airsoft site from glorious sunshine to snow some <laughs> some days yes years ago years ago i was actually on a shooting range it was a 600 meter shooting range in the uk um god this was donkeys years ago now i'm going back and literally you could see glorious sunshine in the distance around this place but all we had the entire day was freezing cold rain and wind Oh. and all we could see for miles around was sunshine we're like how are we in our own weather system here how have we got our own weather that's different to the rest of the country I, yeah I, I know how you feel yeah but yeah I mean I, I, like, I do like the whole idea of working with a company um, as an affiliate and promoting their stuff uh, the main one I'm with is obviously Skirm Shop mm-hmm. um They've actually sent me some BBs over the years. Uh, I did actually did a comparison. Um, I, I preferred the ones that they gave me over ones I've been previously using, but the best thing I did with them was I gave them to other players and said, look, you've been using this brand here. Try this one. Try these hot shots. And mm-hmm. that gave me a better feedback for the guys over at Skirm Shop to go, yeah, these guys like it. They, they've they tried them. They've been using them. They found they've had better results than the brand they were using, mm-hmm. say, on a 0.45 gram BB. Mm-hmm. So it, it I've found that to be better feedback for them, which is it's kind of what you're doing with the pistol. You can go and ask other people, get their opinion, yeah, and then you go, look, this isn't just me saying this. I've asked about 10 people here. And they're all saying this needs looking at, or this is good, or whatever, and it, it works. And I'm, I do like that whole fact that you can work with these companies, and rather than otherwise you don't just go yeah. have this. We don't care what you have to say about it because that's how companies stop selling products at the end yeah. of the day. And and that's, that's why I like yeah. partnering with those two brands. Yeah, exactly. You know. How many brands have probably gone by the wayside over the years, or do people say don't bother buying their products? Their internals are made of cheese, and yeah, but if nobody gives them like um, feedback, and if they yeah. yeah, if they don't listen, to it, it's their own fault. But a lot yeah. of people get stuff and they are they complain about it, and instead of just send them an email, yeah, maybe they will listen and, and they will say, oh, that's a great idea. I didn't think about that. Which is why I'd personally think it'd be a good idea to get more companies doing, like the ICS captains, more manufacturers doing that sort of thing. So they've got that for you. So it's a focal point. You see someone wearing the ICS captains patch, you can go, oh, I need to speak to that person because I tried their product and it didn't work for me. Yeah, people can come to me if they have any questions about ICS. I don't know everything, but I know people that know everything. So, exactly, you can always get in touch with the right people yeah. to get an answer for someone. And for the Even co- if they have to take a business card off you and you go, look, get in touch with me, send me an email with the, the stuff and I'll forward it on. That's exactly what I do. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and it works. Yeah, and, and people have a voice on the fields for ICS. I also always have my ICS tent at the fields, so people know that I'm on the field if the ICS tent is there. And they're like, oh, the guy is here. And, uh, yeah, the ICS guy. <laughs> yeah, so if I have a question, and uh, I can ask him, and otherwise I just give them the team's business card, and and they can contact the team, and 
they will, yeah, they will forward enough, it to I me. Just saw your, I just saw your business card that he gave me at IWA because I was completely <laughs> not with it. I, yeah, I, was, I just want to say, when I met you guys at first, I was still quite hungover from Milsim. <laughs> yeah, I could see uh, that. <laughs> and I was very tired and I wasn't... I'd literally had to steal painkillers of Kelly in the morning for Patel in the morning because I, I had such a headache. We went and then to you bed. guys were like, "Oh, hey, hey!" And I'm like, "Hey, hey who, who, are, who are you guys?" And then he gave me a card. I was like, "Oh my god, it's you guys!" Um, yeah. yeah, that's okay. We met a lot of people at uh, IWA, so yeah, yeah, it was. It was a mad weekend. How did you find the show this year, by the way? It was the first time that we went, and um, we liked it very much. We had a system, because we were with uh, eight people of the team there. Yeah. Um, the first day, we, we just did everything. We, we we had an app that calculated how many miles we did, kilometers that yeah. we did. We walked like 14 kilometers the first day. We did every boot. Uh, we, yeah. we just passed on and, and um, put in our... Um, in the plan, in the, the, the map, we just circled what boots that we wanted to do the next days. So that was on Friday, but we yeah. already arrived on Thursday to help to set up the boot uh, for Shadow Gear. So yeah. we were there on Thursday. Um, it was funny to see all the boots getting set up and stuff like that. And then on Friday, we uh, did all the walking. And on Saturday, I was uh, surprised how many people that were there that I knew. So instead of doing all the boots, we just talked to people whole Saturday yeah. was talking to people talking to people laughing having fun um, and then we said on Sunday okay on Sunday we have to do the boots that we want to do so on Sunday we did all the boots the whole day we went on the boots talking to people in boots um, and that was fun and then on Monday we just said to goodbye to all the people that we met and, and all the new guys that we that we met on IWA and yeah. on uh, sun, uh, Monday afternoon we went home for a 10 hour drive again to Belgium and we had so much fun. It was ten hour drive. Yeah, I couldn't do that. I could not do that. I'm so glad I got the plane. Yeah, well, we were eight people, so we had uh, two cars coming. Yeah, uh, we rented a house half an hour away from the 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 fair thing. So yeah. yeah, to the Messe. Yeah, and um, we went by car every day. So it was cheaper for us, so we can stay. We rent a house for eight people like a half yeah. an hour away and we didn't get um, uh, we don't have to get the expensive apartments like very close to the to the Mesa fair. yeah uh, hotels especially yeah get really expensive so yeah we, I think, we I had think a lot even of fun. for next year's show they're still really expensive already yeah and uh, we got some we used uh, Airbnb and we got yeah. some good credits from the from the owner so Maybe we stay there again next year, if we get in again, because yeah. Yeah, we have to get the tickets. Yeah, yeah. I think it's only going to get harder with all the stuff that got stolen this year. Yeah, uh, like ICS had their court stolen. Yeah, their new model. Didn't didn't I? I heard you. You can confirm this actually. Being with ICS, I heard that someone managed to steal the grip off of the front of a hero arms. Just the grip. I, I didn't. I don't know. They, they they had some things stolen during the the weekend um, and I knew something like magazines and stuff like that got stolen um, but I have no idea about the grip but I can ask and I can send you after the show <laughs> yeah I know I, I know things got stolen and and yeah lots of stuff got stolen this yeah I, I don't get it but yeah yeah who knows even real steel companies got hit with magazines and stuff yeah I don't know why they keep keeping them yeah. in because oh, I hate it that's yeah, all I can say about it definitely uh, right, uh, we mentioned earlier uh, that there was something that you guys have done over the last year that I've followed which was your jewel creep research yes now you guys did a lot of testing and I remember you guys sending me over the data and I was just like all I can see is graphs I have no idea <laughs> what I'm looking at at the moment so Let's, let's run through that. First of what brought you guys to decide to do this? Um, well, I'm um, in the board of the Belgium Airsoft Association. Association, right. And um, we felt that during the change in um, how people play 
in in the last years like the bbs got heavier uh people get hotter guns and um people their jewels go up and up and up and nobody really did any research about that we did, we found some uh, small tests and we did uh, we found the calculation that people made but nobody really tested it out so we tested it out we organized yeah. a day and um we held a a raffle and if people came in and test their gun they got a ticket for the raffle and right. we had like uh um a shotgun and some backpacks and companies just giving us stuff um for the raffle so we could test it out uh the airsoft belgian airsoft association also got us some some money to buy bb's um and stuff like that companies sending us bb's in total we had 40 different kind of bb's that we tested out that day and we had 70 weapons that we tested all in one day we had four boots set up with all different uh fps meters and we just tested out the whole day and the most spectacular test that we did was with the 70 weapons on 11 different kind of bb weights and every weapon had the same uh, bbs that they used we didn't change anything at the hop-up settings so everything stayed the same Um, we did it all in one day so we uh, got all rid of all the variables but we only had the gun and the bbs yeah um and all those data is online for everybody. That was something that we really wanted to do, is getting the data out for everybody. So it's online on our Google Drive, but we're working on a website. So the data will be on our website, so people just can download the, the link. And if they want to use it, they can use it. Yeah, I suppose it'd be good, especially with the the way that people are manipulating the rules and shooting guns that are potentially well probably outside of the limits of the site by the time you get down yeah and it'll be be good for site owners to have a look at that and get a better understanding of it because something that a few of us in the uk have been sort of saying for a long time now people need to start chronoing in jewels yeah but it's difficult and i know it's difficult to get the, the it done right like in the netherlands they like in april First of April, they released new jewel rules, um, and they start croning on jewels. And they try to do it, but the only way you can do it is you've measured the BB that the player is playing with, and that's the only right yeah. way to do it. And don't play, don't measure with like 0.30 BBs, because if you play yeah. with 0.20 BBs, you get a disadvantage, because yeah, exactly. suddenly you play with a harder gun. And it, yeah and it's it's difficult and so we have some tests planned in the future that um we're gonna try to measure how much time it costs for an organization to measure in joules or in fps and chrono it so that's one yeah. of the tests that's coming up in the future you say that there's a lot of chronos these days where you can switch to joules yeah it's it's and measure joules yeah but if you got a people uh, coming in with different BBs you have to reset every chrono all the time and I have a plan planned out that I want to test with two rows with one with the most used BB that's the 0.25 BB and one for all the rest and keep and we're gonna test it out and see how it goes Um, it's it's very hard now saying oh it will be faster it will be slower we're gonna test it out and we'll see how it goes and I know people know their gun will be um hot for for some fields well but it's it's a it's the rule it's um it's safety and and that's the yeah. number one thing in airsoft and if people don't want to use that rule i i don't get it it's like yeah, exactly. it's for I mean, safety yeah i mean um i've i've seen sites are starting to say they chrono using jewels in the uk but Really, they're still saying, "Oh well, this should be about this FPS yeah. on a point two, and it's not taking into account weights of BBs and stuff." I mean, uh, the, let's be honest. The uh, best example of dual creep at the moment that we've got is the upcoming HTI from Silverback. Lovely rifle, but if you can get 
I think it was with an M100 spring, you can get 1.2 joule on a 0.2 and then 1.7 joule on a 4.8 or something like that. You know, there's a problem that you're going to get. Yeah. And I know, like, uh, Snake is going to hate me for that <laughs> because the snipers, they know they're they're shooting, like, in the high joules. Yeah. And that's why they get their range. And I talked about it with, with Snake and some other snipers. And yeah. I really have to plan a day that we we have to meet and talk about it because I don't want to make rules and and like don't talk to anybody but it's hard for me to find the time to get it in my schedule. I have to work exactly. too. Um but the jewel test was uh done for that but also for the jewel creep and to see what weapons have like a very big jewel creep. And in the test you can see what pistols or what um, AEGs, uh, shorter barrels, longer barrels, and you can see at the graphs what the rifle is doing with some BB. Yeah. And I will give you the link. I think you have the link, but I will give it to you again. And yeah, send it to me again, and I'll put the information up so if anyone wants to yeah, get hold of it, there is, they can see the data. There is a whole live stream of me talking about that. Um, I wanted to have it out before we went to Burgett last year so the test is almost one year old now some people already used it and said it was a very good test um, so yeah I want to do that more uh, we have some plans to do more testing about other things too um, but again finding time to do all that is the difficult part yeah this is the trouble you've got the time <laughs> factor to come into it haven't you yes and anyway, um, what what have you guys got coming up in the future? So we'll, we'll finish on this. What's coming up for the team and yourself? Um, well, on uh, IWA, we had a very good meeting with the guys from Contact Front. Those are yeah. um, uh, they do military training in low light and give uh, medical training for uh, civilians, medical and. Uh, military personnel and police forces and stuff like that yeah. and um, because we are growing as a team I wanted to make sure that uh, especially on the Milsims outside in, in Sweden and stuff like that that everybody has basic knowledge of the medical that is needed if you, something happens because you you can't go to a medic very fast there's very difficult terrain sometimes a car is not like in, in five minutes at your player that's hurt so i want our team members to have a basic medical training and those guys are offering that to us and um we're going to work with them to set up uh, an ifac medical kit so every player can carry some medical appliances with them and they offer us um like the the tccc training the tactical casualty combat care um we're gonna follow some courses with those guys um, <clears throat> because it's important that you can help yourself when nobody can get to you we had um, some years that people fainted from the team because of uh, heat and uh, exhaustion Yeah. so we want to prevent that and if it happened we want to react to that and um, we want to have like a basic kit and a full kit also with the team at all times so not only for us but also for other people in that milsim that are in your area if something happens somebody breaks an arm or falls off a rock and has a a cut of stuff like that we want to help those people and that's the only way you can do it learn it yourself yeah exactly it always helps to have even a basic knowledge of first aid so you can deal with stuff and react rather than just sort of be like well yeah. what do we do I'm going to call the organisation and they will be here in <coughs> 10 minutes or so yeah especially with some of the sites in the UK where you get there and you, you're literally in the middle of as I like to call it buttfuck nowhere <laughs> yeah and you've got no phone signal and you know people don't know what to do in those situations and even some organisers may not know to a certain extent There's, I've been to sites where you've maybe got one two first aiders on site yeah in fact there was a really bad one where a guy went down and he hurt himself and the first aider on the site of the day said i've got to get this game finished before (laughs) i can deal with you 
Okay. Which is not how you run no, a game. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm sorry. Ceasefire, get that dealt with. Get the casualty sorted yeah. off the field first. Do that before. first, of course. Yeah. Um, uh, but that's important. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Uh, we, we are still figuring out how and, and we are going to set it up. But we work, We want to work with Contact Front to set up uh, medical training for other players too. If people yeah. are interested in how the way, in the way that we want to do this, like especially Milsim teams um, that go out in, in international games and don't know anybody and uh, go out in the big fields. Uh, it's very yeah. important to have like medical knowledge. Especially when there's potentially language barriers there exactly. as well. Most of the guys speak English, but if you go to Poland or more to the Russian kind, the guys that speak English are becoming less and less. Yeah. So, yeah, that's one of the things that is coming up in the future. Um, yep. Another thing that's coming up is that we want to bring people into Airsoft with our help. Uh, everybody got, like, a cousin or a, a brother that wants, yeah, I want to try Airsoft. And you go to a field and the field owner just say, yeah, here's your coverall, here's your uh, SEMA AK, and here's your high cap. Go have fun. Yeah. Uh, that's not how you show people what Airsoft is. Give them a full kit, give them a, a decent rifle, give them mid caps or low caps, and um, give them the tips and tricks that you know, and just take them with you on, on, on a daily event. And yeah. we are testing it out. We already did two tests um, with two female players, and they liked it. They gave us feedback on, oh yeah, that could be better. This I didn't know about this and this and this, because we don't think about like, say hit if you got if you got hit. We forgot to tell the first people, the first person, <laughs> call your hit. Okay, she knew that you have to call your hit, but. If you get bringing in some guys in that never played airsoft and doesn't know anything about it, like my like my brother or so, um, that's the first thing that you have to say. If you got hit, if you think you got hit, just call your hit. Yeah. So yeah, and those things they they give feedback to us and um, we put like a document that we can give to the people that want to guide those people into the field, and we bring we giving them um, great kit. And there, where is there is where our partners come in again. Um, like Shadow Gear is is providing us gear for those players. One, it's yeah. it's good promo for them if their gear is good again, and um, and people get quality gear. People that uh, gear that we know is good, that we like. Again, awesome. with ICS, I try to give them ICS rifles so they they like it and they they see that they work fine. Yeah. Yeah, which is you doing your your job as a captain as well by promoting the ICS brand and helping develop that and grow that. Yeah, I want to try to get all the things that I do for Airsoft into... I want to use all the aspects that I do in, in all the things that... Um, I just want to use everything that I can to help people in yeah. Airsoft. Yeah, it is good. And it's it's a thing that, um, particularly, as I've said before, with Random Guy Kev, the stuff he does in his local area, uh, some of the things he's done have been awesome. And he's got this airsofting with friends that he runs as well. Mm -hmm. So the more people we've got trying to promote airsoft to new players and get more people along playing, it is better for everyone at the end of the day because it means that the, we can grow as a community. Yeah, and the community is growing in a good exactly. way yeah exactly you know you're bringing the right people in you're getting them involved I mean I've just recently got three guys started playing on Airsoft and, and help I think them I out, played yeah. their first game with them showed, showed them what to do how to use the guns and that and then like they're off doing their own thing nowadays I, I barely I think I've played with them at the first game and then because I've been off at other events and they've been off at other places, they're, mm -hmm. they're just off having a whale of a time and loving it, and they're playing more than I am at the moment, <laughs> I think. Uh, that's normal, I think. If you play longer, the less you play. Yeah, well, you, you get to that point where you're like, right, okay, I'm also thinking now I've got a big weekend coming up, so I need to go, I need to get accommodation sorted while I'm away, yeah, I need to exactly. deal with this, I've got to get this gun to the tech and back before... <laughs> Yeah. the game and so on and so forth so yeah it's it's all these sorts of things that you're dealing with 
the new guys just want to play every weekend. <laughs> yeah. And then those of us who've been playing a while realise it's not practical to play every weekend. But it's still fun. <laughs> it's fun to do that. But yeah. It keeps us drive into the team. If if the new guys say, yeah, we're going to play like this weekend. Oh, no, I can. Maybe next weekend. Yeah, yeah, next weekend. We're going to play next yeah. weekend. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, cool. And the only new thing that I the only lasting new thing that I can come up with is our website it's we're developing a website where we're gonna put all the information that we have on that website because Google Drive is fine but it's not good to share it to a lot of people um, and that's what we want to do like I have a kit list for Milsum events that I use for Burgit and stuff like that I want that on that website so people can download my kit list and see oh this is good this is I don't need this, I don't need this, and people can feedback it to us, so we can update our gear list with their IDs and vice versa. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'm looking forward to seeing that coming out. Hopefully, uh, in a few months, it will be out. Yeah, that's the trouble. You, you, do, you have these plans, and then life gets in the way, don't you? Yes, but we have, a, we have an awesome team, and, and a lot of people are doing different things for the team, and that's the plus if you are with 30 people there are always some IT guys that can do stuff. Yeah. And they like to do it. So hopefully they can they can figure it out soon. Awesome. Awesome. I think that's about it for tonight. Thanks very much for your time for coming on. Nope. Uh, thank um, you. We we got through the episode without you getting called off to work as well, which yeah, is brilliant. Right. I forgot. You are actually on call. Yeah, at I'm, the moment. A, I'm a call. So thank you thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh where can people find you? Um, they can find the team on Facebook, uh, just 25th Mountaineers, or we are on Instagram too, uh, 25th Mountaineers. We are on YouTube, 25th Mountaineers. It's quite easy. Yeah, it's, e- it's easy to do. <laughs> yeah, everything is 25th Mountaineers. Um, you, you will see that uh, our social media is not that big. Um, we, we still yeah. we still grow. Um, for example, you can find all our movies that uh, we make for Burgett. Um They are like longer movies. They are all on our YouTube channel. And um, I'm still working on the movies from Last Burgett. So if you want to see movies from Burgett in Sweden, go to our YouTube channel. Yeah, awesome. Uh, you guys know where to get in touch with me. Um, yes. All the usual places. Uh, guys, when they got the data up, Go have a look at this dual creep date and let us know what you think about it as well in the comments. Let us know what your views are on dual creep because it's still a discussion we need to be having even a year, two years down the line because it's still open for people to abuse it. So it's definitely worth checking out all the work these guys did and then getting involved in the discussion. Uh, thanks again, Rob, for your time. It's been awesome chatting to you. Same. And it was awesome finally meeting you in person yes, at IWA exactly. as well. Yeah. Alright guys, uh, that's it from me for this week. Uh, Take care, take your hits, look after each other, enjoy your game, don't be a dick. I'll see you guys next time on the Chairsofter Show. Bye for now.